0: In December 1979, the Mutual Broadcasting System acquired the Sears Radio Theater, renaming it the Mutual Radio Theater. It retained the same format as before with the same theme for different nights of the week. Lauren Green remained the host for Monday's Western Night, Andy Griffin handled Tuesday's Comedy, Vincent Price still was the host for Mystery on Wednesdays, Cicely Tyson did Love on Thursdays, and Leonard Nimoy was now the Friday Night Adventure host. As before, the series aired weeknights, Monday through Friday. The Mutual Radio Theatre debuted March 3, 1980 and was to run for 13 weeks on almost 300 stations. The shows were then to be repeated over the summer and fall. It proved to be fairly successful and another eight weeks of original programs were added. This was followed by another eight weeks of repeats. The series was broadcast in stereo, making it the only commercial radio network drama program in the nation to use this technology at the time. Great writers were employed for this series, including Art Obler, Norman Corwin, and good choices were made when it came to cast members. All familiar voices and names of extremely well-known and talented actors were hired. On the track you're about to hear, it is Western Night, hosted by Lorne Green, and the title of the show is Cash on the Barrelhead. And it originally aired on March 31st, 1980. It stars Marvin Miller, Peggy Weber, and Vic Perrin. It was produced by Elliot Lewis. This is Loom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, and I'm your host, John Lovering, telling you how much I appreciate the pleasure of your company while listening to this rebroadcast of the Mutual Radio Theater's production of Cash on the Barrelhead.
1: This is Lauren Green. When gold was discovered in California in 1848, the news spread slowly at first. But by the spring of 1849, gold rush fever was sweeping the eastern states like an epidemic. Tens of thousands of people, hoping for quick riches and a new life, left their homes and headed west. Some went by ship, far more crossed the continent in wagon trains across vast plains and mountains that had scarcely even been mapped. The dangers of the trail were far worse than anything they could possibly imagine. They would face storms, hostile Indians, shortages of food and water. Disease would strike like a thunderbolt, creating panic wherever it appeared. But gold is a powerful magnet. And as soon as the spring grass was high enough for their stock to graze on, The 49ers were ready to set
2: out on the trail to California. I insist on good discipline, Mrs. Fraser. I intend to run the wagon train with a firm hand.
3: I expect you do, Mr. Blackstone. There
2: will be no weak links in our chain. You and your nephew are fully prepared for our great adventure?
3: Pretty near. I just got...
2: The train must leave on schedule, Mrs. Fraser. Saturday morning, you know the time is growing short. And that's only the beginning of our story.
4: Mutual Radio Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week, brought to you in Elliot Lewis's production of the Mutual Radio Theater. Our story, Cash on the Barrowhead, by Robert Ellis. Our stars, Peggy Weber and Vic Perrin.
1: Mutual Radio Theater is brought to you by Sears, a name that means quality and value. A name that you can count on for service and dependability.
5: Sears, where America shops for value. What's in a name? Well, it takes a lot of fine names to make Sears' names stand for quality. Names you've always counted on, like Kenmore, Craftsman, Easy Living, and Die Hard. Names that kids and moms cheer, like Winnie the Pooh and Tough Skins. Names that are a part of your life today, like Permapress, Klingalon, and Winner 2. And, of course, there's Sears Best Products in everything from t-shirts to tractors. What's in a name? Well, it takes a lot of truly dependable names to make our name. Sears Roebuck and Company.
2: 40 love.
5: Smashing. How she plays? No, how she looks.
4: In action-proof eye makeup from Maybelline. Like Ultra Big Ultra Lash Mascara. Smear-proof,
5: smudge-proof, waterproof. So long, longest-looking lashes stay in the thick of the action.
2: Game, set, and match.
5: Action-proof. It
2: keeps
0: you
6: looking good after the action, too.
7: Ultra Big Ultra Lash Mascara. Incredibly long-looking lashes without flaky fibers. From Maybelline.
6: Smashing.
1: By May of 1849, the frontier village of Independence, Missouri had become a boomtown, an overnight melting pot where people of all kinds were thrown together in a headlong rush to the goldfields. In the crowded dining room of the Argus Hotel in Independence, Mattie Fraser and her nephew face each other across the supper table.
6: I can't wait for you any longer, Aunt Maddie. I gotta get to California as fast as I can. But
3: you promised me, Frank. I'm counting on you. I gotta have a man to help on the wagon. It's the rules. You can get
6: somebody else. Easy. There's lots of fellers around.
3: Well, I can't take just anybody. You're my sister's boy, and I trust you. I gotta get to the mines before the gold's all gone, Aunt Maddie. Well, we're leaving Saturday. That's not so far away. It's four days. I... I'm
6: leaving tomorrow. Tomorrow? With a couple other fellers. No wagon, just our horses. We figured to catch up with the Madison train. They left here a week ago. We
3: can oh, join them Frank, you I? just gotta wait for me. I don't trust nobody else. I can't
6: help it, Aunt Maddie. I'm real oh, sorry. please, but... Frank, I need you. No. Oh, Frank. My mind's made up. I'll come say goodbye in the morning. Oh, Frank, come back. Frank!
8: Excuse oh. me. You probably don't want to be bothered by a stranger at the next table,
3: but I... You're right, I don't.
8: I couldn't help overhearing your conversation. I
3: was talking too loud again.
8: I've got a proposal for you. May I join you at your table?
3: Well, you're polite anyhow. All right, come on over.
8: Ah, uh, that's better. I'm Gideon Winslow.
3: What do they call you? Giddy?
8: (laughs) No, just Gideon.
3: Well, my name is Matilda, and they call me Maddie. Maddie Fraser. Where are you from? Boston. Boston, huh? So that's why you talk so funny.
8: Do I talk funny?
3: You don't sound much like Missouri. What's your proposal?
8: In your conversation with your nephew... You said that you're going to California. Well, so am I. You need a man to work your wagon, and I need some wagon space to- Are you
3: crazy? Why should I take you on? I don't know nothing about you.
8: Give me a chance to tell you. I'm 23 years old and in good health. We Winslows are very respectable people. My father operates the family shipping business, and I'm expected to, well, you don't care about that. I'm a graduate of Harvard
3: College. I don't care about none of them things. They don't mean nothing out here. What do you know about greasing an axle? You ever drive two yoke of oxen? Can you handle a gun? Do you know yes. how. Yes, what?
8: Well, I'm an excellent shot. I have my own rifle and my own horse. I can provide my own supplies. Oh, and
3: out here, you're a greenhorn.
8: I'm afraid that's exactly the right word.
3: At least you're honest about it.
8: I wouldn't be able to fool you for very long, would I?
3: You didn't do nothing wrong back in Boston, did you?
8: No, I'm not running away from anything. I just felt I wanted to do something exciting before I settle down to a job and a family for the rest of my life.
3: Now you're really talking funny. I
8: suppose I am. Are you going to California to hunt for gold?
3: I ain't going to hunt for it, no. I read in Niles Register that the miners pay for everything with gold dust. So I'm going to set up a nice pair of scales on the front desk of my hotel and just way
8: out. You've, you've got a hotel in California?
3: Well, I ain't got it yet, but I'm going to have it. Might even build one. Back in St. Louis, I... Uh, you don't know St. Louis, do you? No. Well, me and my husband owned a hotel there. Uh, Then he died last year, and I had a bad spell myself. A spell?
8: Are you sure you're well enough to travel?
3: Of course I am. I ain't had nothing for a long time now. Anyhow, I just started thinking it was time for a change, so I sold the hotel, and uh, I'm going to California to open up a new one.
8: Which wagon train have you joined?
3: Blackstone's. Mr. Andrew Hollister Blackstone's.
8: You don't sound as if you like him very much.
3: I don't think he likes me very much. The whole trains, missionaries, and people like that from Ohio. Except me. Very proper folks.
8: Mr. Blackstone is your
3: guide? No, we ain't the guide. We got a good mountain man as guide. Blackstone don't know no more about the trail than you do. He's the captain of the train. We all elected him. That is, they did. I voted for somebody else.
8: Why go on his train if you dislike him so much? There are trains forming up all the time.
3: I don't have to like him, do I? I just figured I could trust religious folks. Besides, it's the first train I can be ready for.
8: Having trouble getting supplies?
3: No, oh, I got everything I need. I'm just having a little work done on my wagon, and the dreaded wheelwright and the cooper smith are so busy, you gotta wait in line. You have a gun? Got a rifle, same as you.
8: Between the two of us, we should be able to hold off the missionaries, don't you think?
3: <laughs> You're all right, Gideon, even if you don't know much. But, you know, i got to be careful about who I take on. Oh, drat. What's the matter? Well, here comes Mr. Andrew Hollister Blackstone himself. Now, just keep your mouth shut, Gideon. Maybe he won't notice you. How do you do, Mr. Blackstone?
2: Good evening, Mrs. Fraser. I trust you are well.
3: Pretty fair, Miss Blackstone.
2: I'm pleased to hear it. There is a great deal of sickness going around. I am disturbing you at supper to inquire if you're absolutely certain that your wagon will be ready on time.
3: Oh, I'm certain. We'll ride us south, promise me.
2: Splendid, splendid. Many people have applied to me for a place in my train. Very worthy people. I have had to tell them that there are no openings, unless, of course, someone were to drop out.
3: I ain't going to drop out.
2: And what about your nephew? What about him? Well, you remember I told you earlier that I do not accept any wagons with only females in them. There must be at least one man to work each wagon. No weak links in our chain, you know.
3: I remember.
2: Your nephew will accompany you as planned?
3: Well, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, no. No, Uh, Mrs.
2: Fraser. But why not?
3: Well, he had to leave.
2: I don't like this at all, Mrs. Fraser. Last-minute changes are usually mistakes, hasty and ill-advised. And I insist upon getting acquainted with every member of my little band before we leave. Unless you find a replacement for your nephew and at once you will I'm have... going to replace him, Mr. Blackstone. <laughs> oh, and who are you? Gideon Winslow. 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 Oh, I knew a family by the name of Winslow in Cincinnati. They were Presbyterians. I'm from Boston, sir. Oh, Boston. Ah, oh, yes. There are a great many radical ideas coming out of Boston these days. I haven't brought any with me, Mr. Blackstone. That is good news indeed. But I must tell you that I will accept only people of good moral character. We forbid profane swearing and obscene conversation. I should hope you would, sir.
8: A man's outer grace reflects the harmony of his soul.
2: Gracious me, you quote Plato. And we are here in Missouri. I am impressed. My, my, Mrs. Fraser, where did you ever find this young man?
3: Oh, he just...
2: I would think you made a splendid choice. Splendid. I would say you have fulfilled our requirements very nicely. We will all meet again then on Saturday morning. If I can be of any service, Mrs. Fraser, please let me know.
3: Oh, yes, Mr. Blackstone, I sure will. I
2: hope we will be able to share some conversation in the course of our long journey, Mr. Winslow. I'll look forward to it, sir. Uh, Thank you. Good night, then. Good night, Mrs. Fraser. Oh,
3: good night. Good night. (laughs) That's amazing.
8: Well, you've got your place in the train.
3: Yep. Yes, I have, thanks to you. You sure know how to manage Blackstone. That'll come in handy on the trail. Why, he was almost a human being when he left. How'd you do that?
8: Lots of practice. I knew half a dozen professors like him at college.
3: Who's Pluto?
8: Uh, Plato. He was a teacher, too.
3: Hmm. Maybe you're going to work out all right after all, Gideon.
8: Have we made a bargain, Maddie?
3: Reckon we have. I don't know how much help you're gonna be, but you seem proper enough, so... I suppose I can trust you.
8: You might look a little happier. How about a handshake?
3: Here's my hand. Well, I guess we're stuck with each other, ain't we?
8: Thanks for all the enthusiasm.
3: Oh, we both could probably do a whole lot worse.
2: I like pepperoni, but it doesn't like me. Feel
0: better,
6: fast, with Digel.
5: With the ingredients in dye gel, relief from acid, indigestion, and gas starts in less than a minute.
6: I like corned beef. I like cabbage. I like Frank's. I like beef. I like
7: spaghetti. And meatballs, but they don't like me. If you like something that doesn't like you, feel better, fast,
4: with dye gel. gel relief starts in less than a minute for occasional use only as directed.
7: There's no other deodorant soap more effective than Dial. You get that clean, fresh, confident
6: feeling all day long with Dial. Aren't you glad? That clean,
3: fresh, confident feeling
7: all day long with Dial. Aren't you glad?
4: You'll be glad Dial's active deodorant ingredient keeps working all day long.
7: That clean.
1: On Friday morning, the day before the Blackstone train is to leave, Mattie Fraser makes an important stop at the front desk of the Argus Hotel.
6: Good morning, Mrs. Fraser. I hope you slept well. Oh,
3: not bad, not bad. Remember that package you put in the hotel safe for me?
6: Uh, certainly, but I... I hope you aren't checking out. I haven't made up your bill. No,
3: no, not yet. But I want my package, if you please.
6: Yes. Yes, of course. Just a moment.
3: That safe looks strong enough for the U.S. Mint.
6: (laughs) Yes, doesn't it? Nothing's too good for our guests. Let me see. Uh, Ah, yes, here's your name. Mrs. Fraser. Uh, Yours is the package wrapped in uh, blue silk.
3: Yep, that's right. Still there, is it?
6: Well, naturally, Mrs. Fraser. Here you are. The safety of your valuables can be taken for granted. There has never been any kind of... Uh,
3: uh... Robbery? Well, I should hope not.
6: Uh, really, I assure you...
3: Uh... Oh, I'm just pulling your leg, young man. Don't oh. pay no mind to me. Do I sign for this thing? Uh,
6: yes. Yes, please. Right here.
3: There... Uh, If Mr. Blackstone asks for me, you can tell him I'm going to the Wheelwrights. My wagon's just about ready.
6: Oh? You'll be leaving us soon?
3: Yep. Early tomorrow morning.
6: I expect you're going to California.
3: Nowhere else.
6: It sounds just wonderful. Imagine, you'll be able to pick up chunks of real gold right out of the riverbeds.
3: Well, I don't know about that. Maybe it ain't all that easy. Besides, California's 2,000 miles away, and we ain't even got started yet.
1: Many 49ers left for California with no more equipment than they could hastily toss into a farm wagon. They set out with hope and a prayer, and an innocent trust that they could count on their fellow Argonauts if they needed help. The Blackstone wagon train forms a long line of 18 canvas-top wagons moving slowly across the prairie. Mattie is at the reins of her wagon near the end of the train. Gideon, on horseback, rides beside her. Far ahead, the outriders have come upon a wagon that broke down beside the trail the day before. Mr. Blackstone himself has stopped to talk with the unlucky party.
2: How could you have been so foolhardy as to set out for California without even a spare wheel?
7: What did you say your name is? Uh, Norris, sir, Norris. Uh, this here's my
2: daughter, Angela.
3: Pleased to meet you, sir.
2: Well, how do you do? There are just the two of you.
7: That's right, sir. We left Independence with a
2: Callahan train. Didn't anyone offer to help you?
7: No, no, sir. Not a soul had lent a helping hand in our hour of need. They just went on without us. A hard-hearted lot, sir. Yes, well,
2: uh, can the wheel be repaired? No, I don't think so, sir. And it isn't just the wheel. Gracious me, what else is wrong? Well,
7: when the wheel give out the axle busted too. I ain't got nothing to fix it with.
2: What's happened, Mr. Blackstone? Oh, nothing to any of our wagons, I'm happy to say, Mr. Winslow. But this poor man, Mr. Uh, 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 Norris... Is in dire straits. Lack of foresight, of course. No,
3: sir. Lack of money.
2: Well, whatever the reason, it wasn't wise to set out on a long journey so poorly prepared. No spare wheel, no means to repair the axle. Oh,
7: we thought everything would be fine, sir. We thought everybody would help each other on the train. Well, we'd help helped them if they needed it.
8: But it's not really fair to ask anyone to give up spare
2: wagon parts at the very start of a 2,000-mile trip. You've got two horses tied behind your wagon. Why don't you ride back to Independence and buy what you need? Well,
7: like my daughter says, sir, we ain't got the money.
2: Well, I... I hardly know what to say. We'll ask if anyone can help, of course, but... Um... Uh, Mr. Winslow, do you think Mrs. Fraser can give this poor man a wheel? Maddie's got spares. Ma- Maddie?
7: Maddie Fraser from St. Louis? Yes. Do you know her? Oh, know her? Sure, I know her. Why, she'd be glad to help out an old friend.
2: Really, Mr. Norris, I think you're expecting a great deal to presume that much on friendship. Her wagon's almost up to us. Uh, Maddie, over here. Bring the wagon over here.
3: What's the trouble?
8: This man, Mr. Norris, says he's a friend of yours.
3: He does? Well, what did he tell you? Oh, boys. Oh.
7: Only that he knows you.
3: Norris, huh?
7: That's right, Maddie.
3: I don't think... I ain't never seen you before in my life.
7: Oh, we met two, three times in St. Louis. I was just telling these gentlemen you'd be glad to help out an old friend. But Mrs. Fraser said she yep, didn't... Yep, Maddie, I need a new wheel and something to fix the rear axle with. And I just knew you'd help well, me out.
3: even if I did remember you and I don't, I ain't sure I could help. Not
7: even a man who put up at your hotel? In St. Louis, my hotel. Yep, the River House, real nice place. Oh, I suppose it's expecting too much that you'd remember everybody that stopped
2: there. Uh, Mister Norris, we really do not have time to reminisce like this. There's a storm coming, and we absolutely must move on. Of
7: course, I knew your husband real well. Nice feller. Too bad he died. I have. Uh, I was awful sorry to hear about it. I bet you miss him a lot. Uh, Mr. Norris, I do not wish to appear rude. Ever tell these gentlemen what a famous place the river house is, Maddie? No, I no, I never did. Oh, I'd give it a real good recommendation any time. Right now, if you want. We're
8: wasting time, Mr. Norris. You have a wheel and axle to be repaired. Now, don't you think
7: Oh, Maddie's gonna help me out there. Ain't you, Maddie? An old friend of your husband's? Maddie? Is anything wrong?
3: No, Gideon. I think... uh, I just think it's my moral duty to help Mr. Norris.
7: Now, that's the matty I remember.
2: Why, this is uh, surely a a, a very generous action, Mrs. Fraser. Very uh, praiseworthy.
7: And uh, I'll need some help with Axel. What? Well, I mean... I can't do it all alone now, can I? That's a two-man job, you know. Gideon,
3: do you think you might give Mr. Norris a hand?
2: If you want me to, Mattie, of course. But, Mrs. Fraser, this is really too much. I cannot hold up the entire wagon train.
3: Well, I, I guess you'll have to go on without us, Mr. Blackstone. We'll try to catch up later.
2: Oh, I don't like this at all, Mrs. Fraser. This kind of unexpected change of plans is always disruptive. Life is full of
7: surprises, ain't it? Well,
3: somebody's got to help him out. It's, it's the proper thing to do.
2: Oh, yes, yes, of course. Very commendable, Mrs. Fraser. Really admirable. But the rest of us absolutely must continue on i-i hope you understand i-i would really like to help oh,
3: but, uh, I understand
2: well, then that's settled. I trust we will meet again, oh, and, and soon, of course, Mr. Blackstone. Thank you for everything, not at all, my boy, not at all we uh, We must always try to look on the bright side of life, mustn't we, even when things seem most uh, uh, hopeless. <laughs> Goodbye, Mrs. Fraser.
0: This is Ashford. And
7: Simpson for the bell system. Know how good it is to hear from faraway friends?
0: Well, turn the tables on them. Pick up the phone and let them hear from you. You don't need a special reason except that you care. I care.
6: Come on and reach out. Reach out and touch someone.
4: Somebody keep in mm-hmm. a time Reach out and touch someone reach, reach out, out. and just
6: say hi Reach out and touch someone
1: Reach out <laughs> The Blackstone Wagon Train has wound over the hill and dropped out of sight the dark clouds of a spring thunderstorm move slowly closer. Two wagons stand near each other, beside the trail, alone in a great expanse of green prairie.
8: Well, the sooner we start the repairs, the better. I'll tie up my horse and take a look at that wheel.
3: Mr. Norris, hmm? don't tell the boy about St. Louis
7: please. Why not? He looks old enough. He wouldn't understand. Well, that's your problem. I got more important things to think about. What do you want? Well, you know what I want, the money.
8: Mr. Norris, this is very strange. It looks, it looks as if your wheel spokes were smashed with an axe.
7: Well, now, what do you make of that?
8: I can't imagine what happened, but look at this spoke right Mm -hmm. here. And here, don't they look like
7: cuts from an axe? I guess all that education you got back east did you some good after all. Nurse, you leave him out of this. The wheel was smashed with an axe, smart boy. I did it myself. You planned it like this. You knew you could make me drop out of the train. You catch on real fast, Maddie. You're almost as smart as he is. Maddie, what's this all about? You got him, Angela? I
6: got him, Paul. Ah.
7: here you are. Hey, those are our rifles. <laughs> you hold it right there, smart boy. Now that's better. All I had to do was keep you too busy talking and Angela could have emptied your whole wagon. How does it feel to look down the barrel of your own gun? What do you want with us? Money, of course. Money? We haven't got much money. I'm talking about $15,000, smart boy. What? Maddie, I don't know Don't what... you ask her. She'd only lie to you anyhow. Now, just a minute. I'll tell you all about it. Woman like her, I'm gonna tell you just what kind of woman you're traveling with, smart oh, boy.
3: Oh, I never want to... Just it. listen
7: to me, smart boy, and when you've heard enough, you can climb on your horse and ride right back to Independence. I'm not likely to do that. Oh, no? Suppose I tell you that Maddy's hotel was really a... You want me to call it a dance hall, Maddy? Or maybe a saloon? I don't care what you call it. Everybody in St. Louis knows about the river house and... The kind of people that went there. Seems like you weren't
3: too fussy.
7: Me? Why, I never set foot in it. I never been near a place like that. Angela, darling, the words burned my throat when I said I'd been there.
3: I know, Paul. But
7: I had to say that so she'd know I could tell Blackstone all about her.
3: Doesn't matter, Paul.
7: Just so's you understand, darling. No, Maddie, you and me ain't never met before. Maybe I ain't as perfect as that jackass Blackstone, but I got my pride.
3: And a lot to be proud of, too.
7: Don't you talk to me like that. What do you got to be proud of? You even lied about being a widow. She never had a husband, smart boy, not in St. Louis anyhow. Was that supposed to make you more respectable, Mrs. Fraser? Uh, You just ask your friend Winslow now if he still wants to travel with a woman like you.
8: You must have a
7: twisted view of life, Mr. Norris. I'm glad I don't feel the way you do. Twisted, huh? We'll see what's twisted. I got the two of you right in the palm of my hand. Of course, you're holding a gun on us. I know a lot more than you think I do, smart boy. Angela and me were sitting right near you and Loudmouth here in the hotel dining room that night when you joined up together. We heard every word the two of you said. That explains it. I got a real surprise when I found out we were so close to the famous Maddie Fraser. The whole of St. Louis was talking about it when she sold the river house. You got, uh, 15000 for it, didn't you, Maddie? None of your business. Oh, it's my business, all right. Well, now, I just put two and two together. If you sold out in St. Louis and you're gonna buy a new hotel in California then it seems like you might be carrying a lot of cash with you, don't it? Maybe it'd be worth my time to keep an eye on you. You followed me? Yep, I sure did. Right from the hotel desk to the wheelwrights. And you carrying that package from the safe all wrapped up in pretty blue cloth. Now, I says to myself, why would she take her money to the wheelwrights? There's a lot of carpenters in town, and they could have made a nice box for her to keep it in, if that's all she wanted. No, she goes to a wheelwrights, the fella that builds wagons. So I says to myself, she must be having the money built right into the wagon somehow, like a secret compartment.
3: Well, you ain't never gonna
7: find it. Matty, I ain't even gonna look for it. Huh? Well, not right away, anyhow. I got all the time in the world. We're going to leave you two right here and take your wagon to California. What? If I ain't found the money by the time we get there, I can take your wagon apart, board by board. If only you told me about it, Maddie, I might... Shut up, you two. Angela?
6: Yes, Pa? Get our
7: things out of the busted wagon and put them in Maddie's.
6: All right,
7: Pa. We've been sitting here all packed and waiting for you, Maddie.
8: It was a pretty clever scheme all around, Mr. Norris. I've got to hand it to you.
7: You know, I can't figure you out. If I was in your boots, I'd be mattering a wasp right now. I can't think clearly when I'm angry, Mr. Norris. Well, you go right ahead and think all you want to, smart boy. You can't do nothing. It's too late. All set, Angela?
3: Almost, Pa. Couple more bags.
7: How are you feeling right now, Maddie? Don't you wish you'd stayed put? back in the river house don't you talk to me why if you hadn't sold it you could still be parading around your fancy red parlor acting like the queen of st louis looking superior and 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 what mr norris and uh and acting like everybody always said she did
3: already pa everything's in the new wagon
7: you seem to know the river house pretty well mr Norris. shut up you and and get over there by the busted wagon go on move as long as he's got the gun, Mattie, we'd better do what he says. I guess we better.
3: Oh, get you
7: know. No talking. I don't want any talking.
8: I, does Angela know about your visits to the River House, Mr. Norris? You
7: shut up! I've never set foot in a place like that. Oh, Pa, stop. Angela, darling, don't listen to him.
3: What difference does it make now, Pa? Don't you ever get tired of pretending?
7: Pretending? My own daughter calls me a liar. Oh, it's a good thing your mother ain't alive. Ma
3: knew all about it. You never fooled her for a minute. She knew all about all those places you went to. I,
7: I, I just can't we believe it. We
3: always had to pretend about everything. Right up to the night Ma died, she was still pretending, making excuses for what? you. And then hours after she died, you finally came home. And well, I don't know which hurt most, losing her or, or seeing you kneeling next to the bed holding her dead hand and... And telling me you had to work late. Pretending again like you always did. Angela,
7: Angela, darling, I... I, I never meant to... I was only trying to... to hey, you, Winslow, you quit whispering. Well, we
8: were just wondering if you'd let us get some things out of our wagon. It's starting to rain and Maddie should have her bonnet and shawl.
7: She can sit in a busted wagon. It's going to be hers anyways.
3: Oh, Paul, let her get her things. What difference does it
7: make? Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna search anything you take, just to be sure.
8: That's kind of you, Angela. Thanks. Here, Maddie, Uh, let me help you out. uh, uh,
3: uh, I won't be in here a minute.
7: I got my eye on you, Winslow. You caused enough trouble already. Angela, I'm
8: sorry.
3: Don't be. It would have happened sooner or later, anyhow.
8: You're getting wet.
3: It don't
7: matter. Rain feels good. Uh, uh, uh,
3: Maddie,
8: what is it? uh, uh, Norris, I'm going into the wagon.
7: Hey! You come back here! Huh?
6: Something's wrong!
8: Maddie! My God! She's unconscious!
6: Ha! Look at her face!
5: Turtle extra car wax
7: that gives you more than just a shine. Turtle extra. There's more than sunshine and raindrops out there. Howling wind, bitter cold, fierce heat, mud, pollution. To protect against all that, you need turtle extra. The extra protection of polymers, the extra durability of silicones, give you extra hard shell protection. Probably more protection than you'll ever need. Turtle extra.
0: Extra hard
7: shell. Turtle extra. (laughs) How many cold tablets do you take a day? Two? More. Four? More. Six? Yeah. A day? Uh-huh. And then more at night? Right. Why? Well, they're new. Take contact. One capsule helps all your congestive symptoms up to 12 hours. All day? And all night while you sleep. That's the wonder of contact. Hey, you're the guys on TV. <laughs> yeah, we're the guys
5: on TV.
1: Take your contact. Take it fast. Give your cold
5: to contact. Take only as direct.
1: Lord Green again, and here's the fourth act of Cash on the Barrelhead.
7: Maddie, can you hear me? Ah, uh, she's play acting. There ain't nothing the matter with her.
3: Oh, Paul, her face is all gray. Uh,
7: I think she's coming too. Maddie?
3: Uh, what is it? What happened? Oh, uh, uh, terrible pain in my stomach. Like
6: a knife. Oh, she's all doubled up.
7: Uh, she, she, she's faking. It, it. It's some kind of trick. Oh. Have you ever had anything like this before?
3: Nothing, nothing this bad ever.
7: You've got to get her out of here.
3: Oh, can, can I have some water? Get in. I'm terrible thirsty.
8: The canteen's right here. Do you think you can sit up a little?
3: I don't know. Oh, My oh, stomach. Oh, Here. Here, uh, let, me,
8: let me hold your head.
3: Oh, oh easy, get it.
6: Can you oh. swallow some water?
3: My throat is just a fire. Get it. I can't hardly get it, down.
7: What's the matter with her? I don't know yet. Here, Maddie. Have another sip. Well, you gotta get her out of here. Get her out of here, and right now...
3: Oh, but, Paul, she
7: looks awful sick. She is faking, I tell you. There was nothing wrong with her a couple of minutes ago. Well, there is now. Can can she get up? She's pretty weak. She ought to rest a little. Well, she can rest in a busted wagon. Now, Paul, don't be like that. She's sick. Why'd she have to get sick in here? Why couldn't she here, get Here, here, Maddie, let me put this towel under your head.
5: She's... She's covered with sweat. Well, what difference does that make?
3: bet.
1: Oh, It's gonna
7: be all right,
3: Maddie. It's gonna be all right. Flowers oh,
6: are gonna get all melted.
7: What's she talking about? She's delirious. Maddie, Maddie, who's Betsy?
8: Here, see if you can sit up a little more. There, there. Try your pulse. Do
3: you know how to do things like that? Oh, oh yes. Oh. Shh,
8: shh,
7: Maddie. Oh. Everything's going to be all right. I just want to hold your wrist for a minute. Can't we pick her up? we got to get her out of here.
3: Oh, now let her be for a oh. little.
7: Hurry up, smart boy. Do something.
3: <laughs> Mama always like the flowers. Betsy. Flower. Betsy, flower.
6: I, I
8: I can barely feel her pulse. It's terribly faint. Oh. Well, what does that mean? She keeps clutching
7: her belly. The pain must be getting worse.
3: She's in a terrible way, Paul. What are we going to do?
7: We're going to get her out of here. That's what we're going to do. No, wait, wait a minute. I think. I, let's see. She's thirsty and sweating a lot.
3: The pain of. Oh, we all wet. Oh, Betsy. Betsy, please. It hurts. I've get had about it. as much as this as I'm going to take. Stomach. Domino Prince.
7: Let me get over there. Get out of my way. I'll just grab her
8: shoulder. Oh,
3: oh, please. Oh, give him.
7: Weak pulse.
8: Oh, dear God. What is it? What she got? Oh. It's cholera. It must be cholera. Oh. Cholera.
3: Ah. cholera. Let's get out of here. Oh, it hurts no. Get in. Don't leave me. Here's your horse, oh. Paul. Hurry.
8: I'm riding out of here, Norris, and you aren't going to stop me.
3: Oh, oh. oh. oh pain.
7: Get in. Help me. Ready, Angela? Ready, Blossom. Come on. Pa. <laughs>
8: Betsy.
3: Well, it's about time you came back. Will you help me sit up?
8: Uh, Uh, How's that?
3: uh, You had my head so twisted I couldn't breathe. I didn't even hear him go. What took you so long?
8: They headed back toward Independence. I had to wait till they were out of sight. Uh, Maddie, you were wonderful.
3: Well, of course I was.
8: Well, my idea about the cholera was pretty good, too, uh, don't you think?
3: Gideon, it's probably the best idea you ever had.
8: What did you put on your face to make it look gray?
3: Soot from the lantern there. You ain't the only one around here with their wits about them.
8: My horse is already tied behind the wagon. I'll get our rifles and put Norse's things back in his wagon. I think you feel well enough to travel? <laughs>
5: the conclusion of our story after these words do you know how 20 million Americans get away with cheating on their income tax why the U.S. Treasury has started to sell off part of its gold reserves or where to get double-digit returns on your savings with free checking You can read fascinating reports like these every week in U.S. News and World Report, the news magazine that helps you understand national and world affairs, helps you with health, business, and legal problems, shows you how to fight inflation, and keep more of what you earn. No other news magazine covers the news that affects your world as completely as U.S. News. But find out for yourself. Right now, call 800-228-5454 and save 17% off the regular subscription price with a 25-week trial subscription for only $9.87, just about 40 cents a copy. Send no money, but call now, 800-228-5454. Tell the operator you want 25 weeks of U.S. news for only nine eighty-seven. Eight hundred two dollars 800-228-5454. Toll-free, 800-228-5454.
3: Well, the rain stopped, Gideon. Do you think we're going to be able to catch up with Blackstone? Easily. How come you're so sure?
8: Tomorrow's Sunday. Whoever heard of missionaries traveling on Sunday? We'll be there in time to join them in their first hymn.
3: Well, hallelujah. Wonder if I can get the soot washed off by then. Gideon? What? Oh, I just thought I I ought to tell you where the money is. It's right there.
8: The flour barrel?
3: Yep. It's Betsy Brand (laughs) Flour. You
8: you mean like the old saying, cash on the barrel head.
3: (laughs) Well, it ain't exactly on it, it's more like under it. I had a false bottom built into that barrel.
8: I'd have been proud to have thought of it. You know, a thief would have to be pretty smart to beat us, Maddie. Let's go!
5: (laughs) Do you have cash you'd like to invest sensibly? Then you should know about Dreyfus Liquid Assets. It's the money market fund that combines your money with that of other investors to earn the kind of high interest rates large investors enjoy. Start with as little as $2,500. Make added investments as low as $100. With Dreyfus Liquid Assets, your money, or as much of it as you need, is yours whenever you need it. Phone for it. Write a check for cash or to pay your larger bills. You keep right on earning till the check clears. No charge or penalty for withdrawal. No sales fee. Not even a charge for the checks. Today, you owe it to yourself to earn as much as you can on your money. So call now, 800-228-5454, for a prospectus including management fee, charges and expenses, and a clear, concise explanation of how Dreyfus Liquid Assets helps you get the lion's share from today's money market. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Day or night, call 800-228-5454, toll free.
4: The Mutual Radio Theater is brought to you five nights a week at this time. Tonight's original radio play, Cash on the Barrelhead, was written by Robert Ellis and produced and directed by Fletcher Markle. Your host was Lorne Green. Our stars were Peggy Weber and Vic Perrin. Featured in the cast were Brian Farrell, Marvin Miller, Joan McCall, and Corey Burton. The Mutual Radio Theater theme was composed by Nelson Riddle. John Harlan speaking. The Elliott Lewis production of Mutual Radio Theater is a presentation of CVI. This is Andy Griffin. Join us tomorrow at the same time. I've got another story I think you'll find riotously amusing.
2: Thank you for your visit. Good day.